I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Hello once again to the Purple Patch Podcast, and yes, this is Matt Dixon, your host. And let me start with something about talent. In work, in life, in fitness and sport, what does it take to be great? Your version of great. Not just in a flash, but sustainable greatness over a long term. Well, I think that the lazy just put it down to that word talent or being gifted. The world champion in chess must be just super smart. The tech entrepreneur must have special mathematical brains. The best athlete has some God-given physiology. Sure, they might have these gifts, but is that the thing that allows potential to meet performance? I don't think so. Today, we're going to dissect talent, and I'm going to discuss what I've learned working with some of the best endurance athletes in the world, as well as many of the leading CEOs and business leaders. All of them are gifted, but the talent to create greatness goes well beyond their mathematical skills or the size of their lungs. For me, Talent is often hiding in surprising places, and you can learn from this and apply it to your own performance journey. What is talent? Who is going to make it? Who's the right person to have on the bus for high performance in both spawning and business? This is all about my own personal lens on what I see as talent. But first, the word of the week. We like the way he thinks, serious with the way. Let's open the book, it's time to Well, guys, often word of the week is bubbly, fun and exciting. But this week, it's highly personal. And it's a word that I actually spent some time reflecting on whether I wanted to use. It's something that is ultimately immensely private. And I have to be honest, it isn't performance driven. And it's really one that I had very little desire to share on social media, as I knew that if I did so, the context would be impossible to convey. And I'd simply receive a flood of well-meaning best wishes and sorrow, which, to be honest, I really didn't need. But here I am speaking to it, perhaps our largest audience. But here on the podcast, I can give context and hopefully convey a spirit that I really wanted to. You see, the word of the week this week is willow. Willow? Why do you ask? Well, Willow is, or was, my 14-year-old Weimarana, and we had to say goodbye to her this last weekend. She was put down while we were lying in the sun in our back garden, and her last breath taken with my hand, Kelly, my wife's hand, and Baxter, my six-year-old son's hand on her. She passed in peace to a perfectly choreographed ending to a lovely life, as one could possibly ask. It was quite a moment, and I must admit, it was devastating. There's no doubt that grief is a powerful thing, and I've come to realise much of what it has meant to lose my dog. You see, Willow came to me when she was seven weeks of age, and I have to be honest, she's been by my side for almost every day since. She was, in a word, a character. In fact, I have to admit, she was a bit of a lunatic. But the key thing that I realised in losing her was that her life was directly linked to every major component or important life event that I've gone through in the last decade or more. Meeting Kelly, my wife, launching Purple Patch, 
buying our first house, having Baxter, growing a company, everything. She was undeniably woven into the fabric of my life and the building of the most important pieces of that life. And that is why there is the big part of the emptiness. But also I come to realize it's a large part of the celebration of it. And that's how I'm going to choose to reflect and remember. So while I would ironically give anything, and I would give anything, to be woken up once again, like I was the night before she died, at 2 a.m., and be forced to spend 40 minutes cleaning up another mistaken dog poo off our bedroom floor, it won't happen again. And that's okay, because I can now sleep through the night, and I can begin to cement everything that she did bring to life. And that is the start the part that starts to bring out more of my energy than what I've actually lost. And that's my choice of how I'm going to look at it. It's a celebration of that little crazy, slightly eccentric dog of mine. I've never lost a dog before, and I'm sure many of you have, and I'm sure that you can understand. And I realize that right now, in honesty, it's a little painful. But I also realize that it was worth it. She was a big part of the journey of my life, and that made it really worth it. And that's why, just this week, I want to be a little selfish, and I want to designate word of the week to be Willow. Now, let's get back to it. Let's talk about performance. Let's talk about talent. Let's get on with the meat and potatoes. All right, here we go, guys. We're going to talk about talent this week. And I need to frame it first before we just dive into the question of what talent is. You see, when I think about success or high sustained performance over time, I understand that any athlete or person must find a recipe that enables them to remain what I would call the performance zone as much as possible. In fact, maybe we should rename it the purple patch. But it's critical that to find lasting success, you must collate together a recipe that enables you to sustain a high performance achieving component of life. So in essence, the performance zone is a sustained existence that is high on the X and Y axis, in which X axis is performance and Y axis is potential. No matter what your goal is, your level, or your natural set of gifts, your best results sustained over time will emerge from staying in the performance zone. Now, if we take apart the sporting aspect from a business owner, if you were a business owner, your quest and your dream is to have every individual on your team or in your company exist in this state. For an elite coach like I am, my goal is to maximize each of my athletes' time that they can spend in these purple patches or the performance zone. And for you, the athlete or fitness enthusiast, you have a quest to find a personal recipe to allow as much time as possible to be spent in this zone. This leads into a mindset of execution that can be consistently followed through on. In athletics, I would say this is the purple patch pillars of performance. When we hit the intersection of smart endurance training, supported with great strength that is integrated and aligned with the endurance training, 
And then we have supporting recovery, including sleep, all backboned by a great platform of nutrition and hydration. And then you can accelerate. And we have to have this as a non-singular focus. We have to have it as an integrated approach, much of what I have talked on before. If we take it through a business lens, it's exactly the same model. It's just applied slightly differently. I would say there are three main components. There is your work that you have to perform in, whatever your roles and responsibilities are. And for many of us that are performance-driven in the workplace, that is a critical component of life. But in order to actually maximize your work performance, there have to be two intersecting components. One, I believe, is training, and that encompasses both some endurance and strength work. And the other is what I would call rejuvenation and refueling, an opportunity for you to fill yourself, a retreat, a space, a time or something to recharge. And everybody needs something. That might be family, that might be painting, it might be meditation, and it surely involves the recovery components of sporting performance, including smart nutrition, daily hydration, and of course sleep. The pillars of performance fit into this work component of business acceleration. We can actually apply this model, whether we're tilting it towards an elite athlete or an aspiring fitness enthusiast, or we're tilting it towards business executives or people that want to thrive in the workplace. I would actually argue that a person, whether it's an employee, a mother, a business leader, whatever, for them to thrive over the long term, you simply have to adopt a model like this. But what this often leads to is a question of talent. What enables someone to really excel and be successful. Whenever you bring up this model of performance, and I have many times, people always bring up in the next sentence the word talent. I do it all right. I do everything really hard. I work my work, my work, my tail off, and I just can't get results as good as my neighbor. She's just so talented. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but maybe not. Why don't we explore a little bit? What does it actually mean to be talented? What does that actually mean? You see, I believe that many confuse talent to be just about physical or mental gifts, the stuff that you're actually born with. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about some really well-known, world-class athletes who happen to have been incredibly successful over a long period of time. Let's talk about LeBron James an icon of the sport in basketball. Michael Phelps, a wonderful swimmer. Not too bad, I would say, over the hall of the uh, Olympic gold medals. And finally, Serena Williams. All three of these athletes have great physical gifts. Serena Williams, great speed, great power, wonderful vision, an icon in the sport of tennis. Surely one of the best tennis players, male or female, that's ever existed. LeBron James, if you were going to engineer an athlete who is going to play basketball, he might well mirror what you would actually design. At six foot eight, 260 pounds of raw power, skill, speed, and vision. And finally, Michael Phelps, who if you looked at him, you might be confused into thinking he's part fish. Big arms, big hands, 
wonderful mobility, great force and power. These are all fierce competitors and as mentioned, they are all icons in their sport. They are talented, yes, but what does that really mean? How do we define that? Because while these athletes each have undeniable physical gifts, highly suited to their sport, after all, I'm not really sure that Michael Phelps would really make a great tennis player. So their physical gifts are highly suited to their sports. But I don't believe it is these traits that determines the factor of their success, especially long term. These physical traits are the prerequisite ticket to the dance. But the platform was built off of something else entirely. It was built off a series of traits and characteristics that fueled the optimal use of their physical gifts. And these traits are the fuel that fired ultimate success. In my time, I have seen many, many very obviously talented who have gone on to be unsuccessful. On the flip side, I've seen athletes that don't necessarily shine with physical natural gifts, at least at the world-class level, and yet have gone on to become world beaters. You see, talent doesn't always smell or look the same. I want to give you a little case study. I'm actually going to talk about one of my athletes. Her name is Sarah Piampiano. You may well have heard of her. And I would describe Sarah as a hidden talent. She wouldn't mind me saying this. She is not a LeBron of her sport, but she is wildly successful and has become one of the world's best triathletes. Sarah came to me at about 29 years of age. She'd been working at HSBC in New York. She took up triathlon. And let me state, she has physical gifts. She has the ticket to the dance. In fact, if you just look at her run with the grace and the power, it's a joy to watch. But when we stack Sarah against the very thin air of world-class elite endurance performance, she would not naturally shine as the absolute cream of physical gifts. And we've tested it. We sent her off to Red Bull, did a host of physiological testing. We looked at the size of her lung capacity, the size of her VO2 max, her power potential, her economy, her mobility. Yes, she's talented. But if you think about the true physical gifts, she didn't rate that highly. But she's great. She's successful over the long term. She has a very valid opportunity to become one of, if not the best, triathlete in the Hawaii Ironman. So let's reconsider the original less. Let's talk about Serena. Let's talk about LeBron. Let's talk about Michael Phelps. A list of truly greats. And they are gifted. But their potential was realized and sustained over a long period. And they converted potential into performance with longevity. And this is where real talent lies. And this is where Sarah shines. This is where Sarah has almost no other peers. Because all of them, Sarah Piampiano, LeBron James, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, have similar aligned traits that enable them to be great. And for me, this is the talent. This is the chance to actually shine and allow performance to meet potential. So what are these traits? Well, there's a list of a few of them. I'm going to go through them. Some of these are really, really obvious. And you might say, really? Are you delivering a podcast on this? I know that they're goal-driven. But I think collectively, 
when you see the big picture, this becomes the essence of the platform of success for you and these great athletes. So I hope that this is inspiring. Number one, a North Star mission. Every single athlete or successful business executive that I've worked with has a very clear purpose that goes well beyond the next race. They have a big vision, a North Star, a direction that they are leading towards. And that is typically multi-year. We call it the North Star. And that creates the framework, the big picture that enables us to structure the program of performance that's guiding on the big line. And that becomes really critical. Underneath that comes factor number two, short-term measurable goals. The interesting thing over this is that the short-term goals don't always have to be successfully executed, but they have to be present. In my mind, they don't have to be central and successful, but they have to be in line with the North Star mission, and they have to create an anchor to set up the program for that year or that block. And it creates those constant hurdles to get over, those constant little missions to go on that enables athletes to stay on track towards their North Star. Great. Headline news there. They're goal-driven. They have vision. No news there, Matt. Okay, I understand it. But with them being mission-focused, there lies something in parallel. Passion. Every great achiever has a wondrous love of that process and that journey. They desire not just the results, but a genuine, authentic love for the process. So while they are goal-driven, while they have a big North Star mission, they love the process to get there. It isn't just about the outcomes. And that's one of the reasons when you see many people that might sell their company and receive wonderful riches, they move straight on to the next thing because they love the journey. And when you see an athlete win a world championship, they don't just quit and retire. They carry on and they move on because they love the journey. So what are some of the other components that we see that are common? In fact, I would say always present with highly achieving individuals. The next one is big picture thinking. Athletes and great leaders tend to have an ability to extract themselves from the myopic and see their role in the big picture. Whether they have success, whether they have failure, they have a chance and an opportunity and a skill to take the step back and actually see the big vision. That enables them to be really successful and train within context of their goals. That means that they tend to have more sustainability and more stability emotionally and physically. They have a wondrous quest for this magic word of performance, consistency. When they have consistency with big picture thinking, they are much less likely to be drawn into the latest fat, the latest gadget, the next best thing. And in fact, most of their success is driven by habits. And these three things really work together. You see, at the start, we have a North Star mission with short-term measurable goals and a wonderful passion for the journey. But the next three things of big picture thinking, a wonderful thirst for consistency, and that consistency being driven by habits enables them to go on the journey with big vision and not be distracted by the next big thing, not be distracted by the next gadgets, and instead 
they center down and start to understand what works for them. You see, every successful person tends to have the knack to focus on consistency and keep their program relatively simple. When they can devoid themselves of clutter, when they can understand the core elements of their program that enable consistency, and they can have a big picture thinking, their program becomes remarkably simple. They just think about the right eating, the right sleeping, the right training, and the supporting mindset to go along with it. And that is a big part of why they have longevity. They're not consistently distracted. They're not pulled in other directions. They don't allow people or others to move them or pull them in other directions. And that creates a really powerful force. If you take a step back at yourself right now, are you sometimes driven by the next new bike, the best wheels, the new power meter, the great fuel that's going to support you there? Are you looking for magical supplements? Most of the greats that I've worked with aren't distracted by that. They go on a journey, they invite and are interested by new components, but ultimately the program is almost ever very, very basic and simple. And it is grounded in the big picture within the framework of the North Star, looking for a program of consistency and is driven by very, very basic habits. It's surprising, but it's true. So what else is there? that these great athletes and these great performers always have as their characteristics. They are thirsty. In fact, they are needy for external accountability and feedback. Every great athlete I've worked for is very, very strongly involved in creating a framework of feedback and a strong essence of accountability. In fact, some of the greats become the most coachable and the best team players that I've ever worked with. They understand that it always takes a team. It's never the ability to go on the journey alone. And the best people that I've worked with have the openness, the thirst to have someone guide up, lift them up and help them see that big picture. They are asking for accountability. They're asking for feedback. And in fact, they're looking for the feature of a growth mindset. They always want to improve and there is never perfection, but a thirst for improvement. And that means that within the journey of the North Star, while they are seeking consistency, they are never satisfied with the recipe. They always want to improve. They always want to understand how to improve. And they want to have very genuine feedback that's authentic and true with how they're not improvement or the opportunities to do things better. And that's the third package. So now we have the first package, North Star Mission, short-term measurable goals, great passion for the journey. They have great understanding of big picture thinking, a thirst for consistency that is driven by habits. And the third element is a package of great accountability and feedback, being highly coachable and retaining a growth mindset, always looking to improve, always looking for opportunities to get better, never being satisfied with the results of the last training session or the last race. And that comes through in different opportunities, whether there is failure or whether there is great success. So what's the final package? Package number four, the last two traits. These are number one, resilience, and number two, adaptability. 
So what do I mean by resilience? Well, it's really in two components. The first is physical resilience. They establish through their program, through their long-term and big picture thinking, great physical resilience. They are built on a platform of health, but they also have to establish emotional resilience because they understand that progression is never linear. It is always filled with failure, with struggles, with adversity. And so they start to create a robust emotional state of great resilience. So I always believe that great performance, lasting performance, is built on a platform of health and a platform of emotional resilience. But they also have to have a high degree of adaptability. You see, as best laid plans, as you might create the best spreadsheets in the world with the incredible scientific study towards progression, it's never going to happen like that. Success is always chaotic. It is always unpredictable. It is always full of adversity that you can never plan for. And therefore, you must plan to plan, but execute with adaptability. You must have a fluid and plastic mindset of understanding and appreciating that on any given day, any given week, in any given year, you are going to be struck with adversity. And when you understand and appreciate that, you can go in with the hope, the quest for perfection, but you expect and absorb and adapt to the things that create adversity. So those are my traits of what I see in these most talented, by my definition, athletes and performance. So let's go through them one more time. Package number one, North Star mission with a multi-year focus. Underneath, with short-term measurable goals and a wonderful passion for the journey rather than outcome focus. Number two, a great ability to lift up with big picture thinking in all components of their performance. A great degree and thirst for consistency, all driven by very, very basic habits. Package number four, is a quest for accountability and feedback, being highly coachable and driven by this quest of a growth mindset, always wanting to improve. And finally, the development of great physical and emotional resilience and a high degree of adaptability. This is the magic. For me, this is talent. So now look at yourself. Do you have to have great physical gifts to realize your best performance potential? No, I was born with a big nose. I'm always going to have a big nose. We cannot control baseline gifts, but we can learn, evolve and improve these traits that we talk about and we can maximize our natural areas of strength and realize that this isn't just about elite athletes. In working with so many CEOs, executives and captains of industry, I noticed the recurring theme. And guess what? It's no surprise. These traits are exactly the same. Exactly. No difference at all. So what's the takeaway? What's the thing that we should draw out of this? Yes, it's wonderful to be, quote, gifted. It would be great to have lungs the size of a rhinoceros. It would be great to have great mobility, great resilience and never get injured. But that's not what most of us are given. But it doesn't mean that we can't go and shouldn't go on a quest for our own performance greatness. And we can. You see, the takeaway is that you're in control of maximizing your performance potential. 
It's key that you don't get distracted by what physical gifts you do or don't have. Don't look over the fence at others, because guess what? You can't control those people. Realize that this is a process. It's a journey. And I want you to immerse yourself in self-improvement and personal excellence. And if you do this, and then your best results will flow. And that is all you can control. So finally, don't live in a vacuum. Realize that the lessons are everywhere. See, we have a saying, coach the CEOs like pros and the pros like CEOs. And that's for a reason, because the traits of success and the traits of strengths always cross over. Let's go back to Sarah Piampiano. Sarah was wonderful in her job. She had a successful career at HSBC. She came with a quest and a dream for triathlon. She's now one of the best professional Ironman triathletes in the world. And yet, amongst the very thin air of world-class athletes, she doesn't score that high on the performance chart, on the physiological gifts. But if we look at those traits that we talk about, she's a 10 out of 10 on nearly all of them. She has great talent. You wouldn't necessarily see it. You wouldn't necessarily pin it. But that is the thing that enables her greatness. And for you, that is the thing that can be the gateway for your greatness. Because it's trainable and it's learnable and you're able to develop. You might not be a pro. You might not be a CEO. But you are a person looking for performance. And so I encourage you to lean into what we see in the best performance over the long term. Yep, some are gifted. But you know what? Many of the most gifted go nowhere. The ones that inspire you are the ones that do lead with these traits. And there is nothing stopping you from doing the same. And so I encourage you to lean in. It's not only going to allow your success, but it's going to force growth. It's going to force personal evolution. And the good news is, it's really fun. So get out there and enjoy it. And I hope that today is a little inspirational for you. Best of luck on the journey, keep it fun, and keep it basic. Take care.